0: Hey, folks, welcome to the Creator Hub for the Culture. Every week we share content to help you level up on your journey as a creator. Before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to give you an update on what's been happening with me and just a few news updates about what's going on in the creator economy. Firstly, I'm officially back in L.A. I've spent almost two weeks in London and then two weeks in Atlanta And so I'm just so happy to be back home. And it kind of feels weird that I'm even referencing LA as home. It's a bit awkward, but I'm happy to be back. Now, now that I'm back in LA, I should say my biggest need and my biggest challenge is just making friends and meeting people here. And so if you live here, if you wanna hang, if you're a podcaster or not, and you just wanna hang, Definitely let me know. Hit me up on Instagram at Lloyd, not George. I'm also going to be going to a podcast meetup if you're in LA this week. So hit me up and I'll send you the details. To be honest, there's not a lot happening in the creator economy that I'm able to report right now. The only thing that I think is worthy of a mention is that Twitter has set aside $5 million for its creator fund. It's impressive that they even have a fund and it's really cool, but 5 million really isn't that much. Just for context, when TikTok launched its creator fund in 2020, the fund was roughly about $200 million, and people still felt like that wasn't enough money. Either way, I'm still really happy that Twitter it has created its own creator fund, and I think that this could be really promising. This definitely shows that they're heading in the right direction. Basically, the way in which it'll work is if you are a creator that is verified on Twitter and they, they happen to show an ad under your Twitter comments, you will be compensated for that ad appearing in your Twitter comments. And so I think that's kind of cool. That's a creative way to make money. Um, and so it's impressive to see the direction they're heading in. I'll keep you posted on how this is going i'm not necessarily a creator that's big on twitter but i'm definitely going to keep my eyes open and see how other creators are feeling about this fund and if anyone's actually making any money from it today's episode is going to be crazy i'm going to be interviewing my friend toya she's the host of the podcast that wasn't in my textbook we talk about the difference between creators and influencers this is such an important distinction because i literally felt like three years ago we all wanted to be influencers. They, they were just like so cool. But now the word influencer kind of has a negative connotation. On the flip side, the new buzzword appears to be creators. We all want to be creators. And I feel like creators are just a better version of influencers. But maybe I'm missing something. I mean, what does it really mean to be a creator? What does it mean to be an influencer? Toya gave me a lot of context. I'm sure you're gonna enjoy today's episode. In just a moment, we'll dive in. Today, we're gonna be talking about the distinction between creators and influencers. But before we dive in, we have a special guest that I think is the perfect person to talk to about this. My guest today is a content creator, social media manager, and podcast host. She hosts the podcast that wasn't in my textbook. She's passionate about using digital content to amplify Black art, history, and culture. Please help me welcome Toya Coleman to the podcast. How are you?
1: I'm good. That was such a good intro. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I'm always so (laughs) nervous about podcast intros because it's like, number one, like none of this is verified. I'm just like winging it. (laughs) So I'm making up. I'm throwing stuff in there. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. I feel like you are one of the few people I met online and you've welcomed us to LA and I just love your content. So the fact that we're here now doing this podcast is so exciting.
1: Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to see both you and Ash here. You know, I heard y'all plotting and planning on the podcast. <laughs> I know I like don't literally know you, but I feel like I know y'all. Cause I, I listen know. every week and I'm like, ooh, there's an update. Ooh, Lloyd didn't do this. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> That's so funny.
0: I feel the same way. I was gonna say the same thing. I was gonna say, I feel like I know you just because of like social media, mm-hmm. but I wanted to take it all the way back and just start from the beginning. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about who you are.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you did a really good job. But yeah, I'm like, I'm a person trying to figure it out. I think like everybody else out here thinking about uh, the topic today, like influencing and creators. But yeah, at full time when I'm working for the man, I'm a social media manager. I manage multiple accounts. um, And I do that. And then like my passion is my podcast. You know, that wasn't in my textbook which I started during COVID. Um, You know, like many people started a lot of different things, but I was just really inspired by all the history that was being shared online and um, just trying to figure out a way to have like an uplifting kind of moment for us because there was a lot of things going on with like Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and like everyone else. And I was just like, I want to create like a happy place where people learn about their history that's uplifting and history doesn't have to be like, everything that happened in the past you know history is happening now so I just wanted to be like a fun place and I started out blogging actually like I had a history well I had like a Harlem blog I used to I'm born and raised in Harlem so I had a Harlem blog and I was capturing just like places and things happening in Harlem especially like in the name of gentrification I felt like a lot of history was being erased and I was like before some like outsider comes here and like tries to talk about the new Harlem like I want to share like what I grew up with and like the people and the culture and the mom and pop shops so I really started out as a blog and then it just jumped into a podcast like once I got out here to LA and I was stuck inside during COVID and I felt like you know as a community for black people in particular and people of color like let's have like a history class that you never knew you wanted to take that's like uplifting and fun and spicy yeah. Were you always <laughs>
0: into that. history? I feel like you are, you do such a good job recapping and telling history in a way that's so interesting and so engaging. Were you always passionate about history or is this something that you discovered during the pandemic?
1: Um, I was always passionate about history. If I think about it, like in, um, in college, I got a master of uh, bachelor's in African American studies. So that was really like how I got like the formal training. But even before that, like growing up in Harlem, like I said, like I went to like black schools. I went to like a black Montessori school. And then I went to like a black middle school that was started by two brothers who wanted to like help students in the neighborhood get into like private schools or get into like special high schools. So I feel like those two experiences, like when I was young in like predominantly black schools, which I didn't think was rare at the time because that was like all I knew, you know, and that's like all I was around. So just like being in those environments with teachers that looked like me. And then when I got to like high school and everything, I was like, oh, wait, that wasn't what everybody was doing. (laughs) Like, so I think that's also what I'm trying to do with my podcast is like replicate that experience. But I think having those two people who started those schools, like my elementary school principal and the two brothers who started my Um, middle school they kind of instilled like a lot of pride in history like we learned a lot about like ourselves about countries in Africa like it was just like a lot we did like meditation we did yoga in the morning like all this stuff and I feel like that kind of ingrained in me like a pride in myself and like understanding where I came from and then like when I got to college I was like oh I want to do history and then it just kind of unfolded like to this.
0: That's so awesome and I feel like I hope people really take me up on like checking out your podcast this wasn't in my textbook because it's so it's produced so well and like the audio (laughs) is great and i think people like solo podcasts are kind of hard it's (sighs) a lot
1: i was just thinking like i was like i i was like i love this duo that y'all have going on because i feel like it helps. It helps like you yeah. hold each other accountable. You're able to track things. So yeah, it is really challenging. I did want to have a co-host like when I first started, and I kept on asking people, and they're like, "No, nah, I don't want to do it," or they were like, "I'm super busy." Yeah. And like it worked out the way that it worked out. But I feel like there's pros and cons because I kind of can like do whatever I want, but like no one can hold me accountable. And sometimes I'm pulling all nighters, and I feel like if I had a co-host, they'd be like, "No, we are not doing this." Yeah. This. Yeah. One thousand percent. And I
0: feel like I feel like for me, Ash is that person. I feel like I'll be throwing out some crazy ideas. Here and there. And I'm also very, I'm a very like sporadic person. Like, I could wake up one day and just be like, I want to switch this, I want to change this. And Mm -hmm. Ash is like the person that kind of talks me off the ledge a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And
2: I honestly, I can't really speak to how successful you'd be with an additional person because. (laughs) we're still not on it half the time half the time y'all we're are. still like yeah. y'all are we're killing it two out. hours before working on the questions yeah. working on so I mean I not well don't from know. the front
1: end <laughs> I have no idea
2: <laughs> and I'm always inspired like your last episode that
1: I listened to was like your accountability and you were like going over like this is how much money we made like you, like even that administrative stuff is like so important to just like track your progress and sometimes I feel like I'm just trying to get an episode out like yeah, I'm exactly. just trying to like you know so it's it's really good but I'm trying to do better and I was super inspired like I made a little tracker I was like okay you need to start tracking like your open rates and your click rates and like just doing that stuff you know like the administrative stuff Cause oh, yeah. the front end stuff looks so nice. Especially like when you're like, oh I gotta post this for
0: social. And it's yeah.
1: great and it's important. But I'm like also that other stuff is important too.
0: 1000%. I, I think one of the, the biggest challenges as a podcaster is like trying to figure out like what am I gonna talk about next? And then trying to think of something that's like engaging and interesting. And then like it hits me sometimes that like, I'm gonna do this hopefully for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like think of like creative things to share every single week. Forever. Yes. And so, like, part of what I wanted to ask was, like, how do you pick which, like, parts of history or what stories you're going to focus on for each individual, like, episode?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Honestly, it's so, like... It, sometimes it just comes to me randomly. Sometimes I'm scrolling on Instagram, or sometimes people will DM me. They're like, oh, did you see this carousel post about, like, I have an episode coming out probably in a couple weeks, but it's, like, going to be, like, the history of nail salons. And someone sent me, like, an impact carousel. Like, they had it about, like, the history. And then I, like, looked up the sources interviewed one of the person that was listed and i'm like okay i can do a history of nail salons like a lot of it is like some things that come to me or like i'll experience it like i went and got grills last summer and so now i'm like working on a history of grills episode because i'm like oh what's like you know sometimes you just do things and i'm like where'd this come from like so i just like have always been naturally like questioning you can ask my mom she's like you are always asking me questions um so i think that h- makes it easy for me to like come up with topics and then of course like i'm sure y'all have this it's like a, like, a running note of like little random ideas that yeah. pop in your head so i do that and then i also like look at like holidays and stuff like i do the calendar looking so there's like different things that i do some of it super random some of it is like okay it's may what's going on in may or like okay it's mental health maybe i'll do something about mental health so yeah. i try to like Stagger, you know, and then you know I love to do like uncovering the truth about holidays. So it's mm-hmm. like I have a Thanksgiving episode that I always rewind. I probably yeah. need to like re-record it, but like you know, there's some things that are like always stagnant. Like I used to have a Cinco de Mayo episode. I didn't reshare it this year because I reshared it like two years in a row. But I'm like, I'll I'll take it off this year and then like reshare it next year. So it just really depends on what's going on and what people are talking about and like the random things that pop in my mind. Yeah,
0: one thousand percent. Have you ever listened to a podcast called How I? I built this?
1: Yes. I okay. love that podcast. Yes. Okay. Great, great <laughs> podcast. Right. Yes.
0: And in my mind, right, I have this idea of like, what I want my podcast to be just uh, in terms of quality the like just like the, the like the, the research alone that they do in people is just like fascinating yes I'm not there I'm just at the point where it's like if I can just do this consistently <laughs> I don't even care about the quality exactly. if it's just, like, consistent, <laughs> I just want to show up yes and so when I look at like a podcast like yours that requires some like intensive research mm-hmm. how like how do you do that like specifically like how do you break down researching in a confined amount of time because yes. you got to release an episode
1: that is probably the hardest part is like the script writing and the research because i'm like my biggest fear is like saying the wrong thing like because i'm regurgitating history right so i'm like and sometimes i feel like i get my numbers mixed up so i'm like i don't want to say the wrong year like so i do spend a lot of time writing my scripts but i do a lot of research like i do a lot of googling i have some like journals and stuff that i look up and now with chat gbt you know i also use that as a jumping point i always want to cross check because i really don't trust chat GBT but you know it's also really cool and in the past I've had people like research for me like it just depends because I'm a one woman show but right now I am doing it myself so I usually just start with a simple Google search or and then I'll like go in and be like okay I need to have like legit sources like Wikipedia is not a source um and so I work backwards but yeah I mean the great thing about having a podcast is not like school so like I always list my sources in my show notes but it's like no one's really gonna be like that's not a third you need to have a first source like yeah so that's also what i have to do when i like do it is kind of like challenge myself to be like okay you're not doing this through like an academic lens like yeah. you get to rewrite history the way that you want to not rewrite it but like retell it yeah. and to mm. research it the way that yeah. i want to and i think that's like what the whole point of like my podcast is too is just like we can do history the way that we want like we curse you know i like put regular Way that we talk in there, I'll use slang, you know, I'll retell a story like in a funny way, not like in the way that it's always put in a book or something. So yeah. I feel like that's kind of where I try to like have fun, but still like make sure I have like legit sources. I don't want to tell people the wrong thing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> totally. And you don't have to answer this next question. Okay, what's I'll the next like question? That okay, what's, what's the next question? How comfortable are you sharing how many downloads you get right now? But oh. you don't have to, like, if you don't want <gasps> oh, to.
1: Okay, I'm comfortable. You okay. know what? I feel like I've challenged myself this year to, like, transform. That's, that's like, one of my words. I try to do that, like, yeah. a word of the year. So transform and, like, soar and shine are, like, my little sub words. And I'm, like, in order to transform my life, like, I have to be more vocal. Like, I have to, like, reach out to people and be like, hey, I want to be on your podcast. And I have to tell people yeah. where I'm at. So right now, I, like, when I initially release a podcast, my downloads like for the first seven days usually are like 356. And then as the week goes on, it can like double. It really depends on the topic and how hard I promote it. (laughs) Um, But I feel like let's say, I would say my average download is in between like 400 and 500. And then like I have episodes that have thousands, but it's been maybe two years. Or like I had my most popular episode Really, it's like my Juneteenth episode, the history oh. of Juneteenth, yeah. which is super short. And I feel like my micro episodes tend to perform well. Yeah. And then I have another episode. I was just looking at it the other day. And it's my history of astrology, like how there's like African roots in astrology. Yeah. Um, and that was with another podcaster who's super popular. And that's like my second one. And I mm. think it's because... She's a podcaster and she has a strong following. Yeah.
0: And so. just to like clarify, I think you're saying like if you release an episode today within seven days or at the end of the month, you're saying you would be. No, within seven days. seven days.
1: Yeah. I'm at like 350 to 400. Yeah. And then it just like grows from there. And But it depends on the topic. Sometimes it yeah. kind of stays there or like somebody will reshare it. So that's kind of like out the gate. It's like yeah. four
0: Let's take a break right here. Okay. Not really. Yes. That is amazing. Yeah. Is that it? That is like, that's really, really. I feel good. like you guys
1: are, don't you? What are your
0: numbers? We get like about, n- well, now, like in April, yeah. we got 900 for okay. like the month. So each episode breaks down to like maybe 250 ish about. Okay. Um, per episode. But even that, that's like relatively new for us, maybe like within the last three months, just because we've been like growing fast. Yeah. But like, and
2: just consistently posting an episode once a week since what? January. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's good, though.
2: Yeah. We, you weren't so you're at.
1: So wait, wait, what's your number? Like, When in your first seven days is what?
0: In, in my first seven days, it's probably, like, 100. And then okay. by 30 days for that episode, it's at 250. Okay. So if I release okay. just one episode for the month on the first, by the 30th, I'd say it's, like, 250, close to 300. Okay. But within seven days, maybe, like, 100 and something. That's good. Um, and then yeah. what
1: about when you did the new and noteworthy? What, what did you see with that? Because yeah. I'm, like... I'm going to apply. I think I'm going to do my history of pride you episode. Should. Yeah. You're yeah. so
0: like I like you're you're so well positioned just in terms of like what you talk about and mm-hmm. I think like it's entertaining, engaging, your branding is on point. I think you would like crush in the editorial section. Okay. But um the jump came so like before I'd say that you were noteworthy. So when you noteworthy happened, I jumped to maybe like 1500. So okay. if I released an episode, uh if I released four episodes by the end of the month, I'd have 1500. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um so each episode is probably be at like 400 okay 8,
2: so now after the wave of that yeah, yeah. Now we probably have like each month around a thousand to yeah. like 900 some downloads a month yeah. that's good
1: yeah, yeah. so that's we're good.
2: we're climbing yeah
1: <laughs> i think the main thing like it's like i talked to this other woman like last week it's called the she has a podcast called the stacks mm-hmm. she it's like a book podcast and i went to her i happened to go to her like five-year anniversary i was at a bookstore and they were having her five-year anniversary mm. and then i was like okay i'm staying. Yeah. um <laughs> but she like first of all she's been podcasting me for five years she said she's never missed an episode and she wow. had twins Jeez. she wow. said she's already scheduled out to november i'm like goals wow. <laughs> um because she's going on like a podcast tour so she's like i'm okay. already pre-scheduled and then um i feel like she kind of reinforced all the things that y'all say on this podcast and all the things i've researched about like you need to like you know be consistent is number one you need to have other podcasts as like other podcasters as guests, Mm -hmm. you need to be on other podcasts. A newsletter is good. She doesn't have a newsletter, but she also said she really likes, um, what is it, Patreon?
0: oh yeah she was like
1: that is like a really good stream of income is like doing patreon yeah like even if you just make people do five dollars, i haven't pulled the trigger yet i don't know why i just feel like no one's gonna sign up for my patreon but i'm probably wrong about that but she was like patreon is really nice she uses that to like pay her editor um so she gave me like a lot of ideas but again i feel like y'all are already doing it and she like just reinforced it like that conversation
0: that's so awesome and for those of you that may be listening um patreon just allows you to create private slash exclusive content for your audience and you get to charge them a monthly fee it's a great source of revenue for lots of other podcasters and so i'm so glad you brought that up and i'm really glad you shared your downloads Mm -hmm. i just feel like in the world of podcasting I think more transparency is good and because it's not like YouTube where we can't see what everyone's downloads are yeah. I think people le- live with these like either unrealistic expectations of what's possible or their expectations are too low of, mm-hmm. of like what could happen if they start a podcast yeah. um, and so I, I appreciate you sharing that mm-hmm. um, I think part of like I'm so glad you reached out because like right before you reached out I was already feeling like oh my gosh like I have to have Toya on my <laughs> podcast I just feel like sometimes it is challenging for me to reach out to people because i feel like i have to be organized i have to like have the concepts already drafted i have to know what t- we're going to talk about mm-hmm. and so like having you like email me to be on this show was like so awesome with and just, talking like, points With talking for po- i yeah, literally i feel
2: like that's <laughs> the only way yeah, i was
0: on live <laughs> yesterday and i was telling someone else about like just like your email and just like you made my life so much easier just in terms of like being able to have you as a guest on the show so thank you for doing that and part of what like caught my attention about that is like what you wanted to talk about which Mm -hmm. is this idea of like creators versus influencers and so i want to start at the very beginning and just okay. ask you like how do you define the difference between like a creator and an influencer hold
2: on sorry before you jump into that question i just wanted to add i know that when you send the email you thought like of course like this is you know this is how it's done yeah this is how i secure spots for myself but i just want you to know that people do not do that yeah. okay and i've worked with um some other like like Well and Good, some other like household brands and on the podcast team and saw like the PR agents reaching out to our director of podcasting to get their beauty person who just launched a beauty line or this person who's, you know, over this mental wellness program. And the email that you sent is like what a PR agent would send to like request to have (laughs) their client on the podcast. So chef's kiss thank Uh, you (laughs) making
0: my own template yes use
2: it use it i share
1: templates my friend shares templates i went i told you i recently went home and my friend was like yeah i got this brand deal like you need to be doing this this and this she was like sharing her numbers with me like which was really inspiring and i was like can you send me the email she's like yeah she's like "Closed mouths don't get fed and like that's how i feel and i feel like especially amongst Creative, especially creators of color, because they already yes. say that we get paid differently and they negotiate yeah. differently. We should be sharing with each other.
0: One thousand percent. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, what, how would you mm-hmm. define the difference between a creator and an influencer?
1: That's a great question. So I feel like with an influencer, that's like an easy answer for me. Like, yeah. you know, an influencer relies on social media. You know, they mm. usually have a personal brand that they have, like a front facing personal brand where they use like you know instagram tiktok all that stuff and then they might have like brand partnerships and you know different deals or services that they offer as a part of their influence right and then with a creator i feel like this is where the challenge is because i feel like (sighs) like everyone's a creator in my mind you know we all create right some people some people are creating schedules some people are creating content but i think in the context of this in this podcast, in this conversation, it's just like someone who kind of creates like original video, audio content. Maybe they're not necessarily served like a personal brand. They might not be front facing in that way. So that's kind of how I think about a creator in a sense. What about you? What's your definition?
0: I'd agree with that. (laughs) I've I've always thought that like, um, influencers are people that like, they're so intent is like, they have this audience and now they can influence their followers. Mm -hmm. And so their primary role is to like, leverage their following to get people to buy stuff or to get people to sign up for stuff and even if they're creating like videos or photos they're doing with the sole intention of like getting you to do something maybe not every post but that is sort of like their primary function yes and then i feel like when i think about creators i think of their like sole intent being to like put out art into the world Mm -hmm. but if secondarily they (laughs) get the chance to like, I think like a great example of this to me is like Keith Lee. I consider him like a creator's creator. Mm. Like almost to the point where it's like, they're gonna like, it's gonna, they're gonna, the way in which they interact with brands isn't favorable to brands. Like they prioritize like their integrity, their creativity, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I think though, like, I think if I define it that way, yes. I think a lot of influencers get negative slack. I think like the word like, influencer kind of has a negative connotation.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't agree with that, but yeah. it does have a negative connotation, but I think it's because of like the integrity part that you were talking yeah. about with creators. Like, I think people kind of see influencers, especially I feel like there was a point where there was like so many influencers getting brand deals like around COVID and right after COVID, like, you know, influencer marketing just took off. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of brands are reaching out to people and they, you know, I don't want to hate on people trying to make money, you know, but then it does kind of, make the integrity kind of hard because it's like, girl, you were talking about this other shampoo yesterday. <laughs> now you talk about this. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So I feel like that's why they have a bad rep. It's just yeah. like when it comes to their brand partnerships. But I also don't want to hate on people like making money. It's like when people yeah. get mad when you have a podcast and you start having ads, it's like, I'm getting right. a check now. Exactly, like, exactly. be happy for me.
0: It's how yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Yo, that's that's a fact. And let me ask you this. And do you feel like people distinguishing the difference between a creator and an influencer, do you think that's important for people to do? Like, do do you think people should be that intentional with, like, what they're doing on social media? Or is it just, like... You could be an influencer, creator. It really yeah. doesn't matter. I no mean, I'm difference. not big
1: on labels. I yeah. think labels are important. I even saw someone else say they're a creative influencer, and I was like, okay, like that's cool. Like they're a creative who happens to have gotten a following, mm. but they don't necessarily like follow the same traditions of like brand partnerships. Like they'll have some, but it's not like their same motivation. Like how you yeah. were talking about with like how you think about creators and influencers. Like influencers are motivated by leveraging their audience. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. But yeah, I don't really think. I think for the person, maybe it matters. But I feel like when I talk, yeah. it doesn't matter. But then I'm also like, I don't know if I personally identify with being an influencer, mm. like in the traditional sense yeah. either. So then I'm like, how can I say labels are not important? And I'm like, well, I don't think I'm an influencer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> why? Like why?
1: Um and this might be because of the negative connotation of the name, like now that we're having this conversation, my mind is like challenging me, but it's also like, because I also feel like I'm a historian, Mm -hmm. right? And so there's like another level to that and I think like, I don't really like, I leverage my audience to listen to my stuff, like I don't really do any brand partnerships, not to say that I don't want any or I'm not going to do them down the line, but where I'm at right now, I feel like I'm more just like a historian and so I'm like, even with like Partnerships and brands like it would have to be more intentional like along the lines like I can't like I've had like a vibrator company reach out to me. And it's like, it's cool. And I probably could figure out how to make it work. Like I have a history of masturbation episode, but at the same time, I don't feel like it really aligns. Yeah. So I feel like I'm a little bit more, um, as a historian, it's a little bit harder for me to just be like, oh, I'm an influencer. And I think we talked about this a little bit, but it's like, I also think there's a conversation around like influencer creator and maybe like entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, because I'm also just like, do I envision myself being like 50 years old, like getting <laughs> on TikTok and talking <laughs> shit? Like, I don't want to have to do that. Like, you know, it's one thing if I want to, but it's like I want to have like an arm of like my podcast or my brand that doesn't rely on me, like, or my face. You know, like I don't have to necessarily be the front facing, or if I want to like take a month off, it can function and Mm. thrive without me. And so that's where I think it kind of leans into entrepreneurship. But I just feel like there's this. You see a lot of influencers trying to make businesses and making businesses like yeah. you know makeup brands and stuff and I feel like there's this underlying thing where people are like really burnt out and yeah. exhausted and they're trying to figure out how to leverage their audience but not having to do the front-facing part of it which is yeah. what influencing is
0: yeah no that makes a lot of sense and I I'd agree with you I think there's sort of like this maturing and sophistication like I think it's more easily seen if someone's like a rapper, right? Like Jay-Z is like the perfect example, right? Like you look at him like when he first started and then like you look at him now and he's more like in his entrepreneurial bag, very yeah, different he's look. he's behind the scenes. Boss, he's like, not big pimping anymore. Yeah, yeah. Right. But it's like, it's different and it's cool to see that like maturing and I think the same sort of happens in like creating content. Like you look at people like Tabitha Brown and what she's doing now, just like flawless, like inspiring, like we love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder though, like when you look back at like sort of the history of the word like influencer Mm -hmm. where do you think it changed because i feel like Five years ago, like I'm thinking like Fire Festival, being an influencer <laughs> was like very cool. Like that was like all everyone wanted to be. Yeah. And we're now at a point where people are saying, like, no, do not call me an influencer. I'm yeah. a creator. Yeah. Like, what do you think Like, happened?
1: I think cancel culture happened. Yeah. You know, I mm. think like, I think cancer culture happened and probably some other things. I wonder if there was like a pivotal moment, but I think some people just started doing cringeworthy things Mm. on social that were influencers and i feel like that kind of created a bad rep i know there was like one woman who said she was vegan then they found her on vacation she was like eating chicken like i just think there was just
2: like little (laughs) things like that that Uh,
1: happened that made people tweets popping yeah old tweets popping up out the dark like i feel like that kind of made people be like oh who you know like who are these people because i think the image of influencing is that you're showing up as your authentic self. Yeah. And I think sometimes people aren't. And I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, some people might have a business self and a turn yeah. up self, you know. But I think when you present yourself online as this is my authentic self and and you maybe get caught yeah. with the old tweet or something like that i feel like that's where the problems lie so i think there was this co- some like misalignment yeah. with with that and like influencing really didn't start i feel like until like instagram like yeah. instagram came out in 2010 it's yep. 2023 like i feel like that's not that long ago yeah and exactly. i feel like the combination of like instagram coming out and then like that was also 2010 was also when like reality tv like yeah a resurgence it was like jersey shore and like all these people and then you saw like these kind of like b-list celebrities leveraging their following from social media and then it's like okay now we have influencers that are not celebrities like you know they're like a-list and then it's like oh now we have influencers who are teenagers right because then youtube came out i think youtube came out in like 2005 or something so it's like between instagram youtube and then like reality TV I feel like we started to see like oh people can be influencers because before that it was just like what are they it was just like brands like yeah, making exactly. it like you know it's like Tony the Tiger's
0: your influencer yeah, or something you know H, Santa so. on the Coca-Cola bottle
1: yeah so stuff like that
0: I 1000% agree and I, I want to share like an unpopular opinion. okay yes Ooh, I love I love these this room. you might get canceled but like I, <laughs> can I feel we make this like, like a real <laughs> we, we have to okay okay right? okay so I feel like Creators are soon to be influencers. Like I feel like in two years, like the way we feel about influencers is exactly how we'll feel about creators. And I think that like in some ways, I I I think there's a lot of influencers that let's just say have been living like a faulty life. And I don't like I when don't, you say faulty, you mean uh, like a false, like a fake, mm, a fake persona, right? Like mm-hmm. you, like the example you just gave with like the fake vegan lady. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like I think like in some ways. Um, a, a part of like being a creator or an influencer that isn't often talked about is the fact that like you do have to make like business decisions, and there are times where it's like this wasn't before, but this is now like my livelihood and how I make money, and so the way I may go about making decisions may not solely be based on the fact that like I like this product over this product. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think a, a tangible example is like I'm in like the podcast space, right? And so in the podcast space, there's maybe only like. Six hosting companies, right? And if I recommend like one, like I can't switch the next month and say, like, I'm now gonna recommend this one. So, like, I now have to like wait and be like strategic with like who I choose to like partner with, even though. Maybe like this one's cheaper, right? Or maybe this one's like the one I'm currently using at the moment. But the way I go about like if I was just like a traditional creator, I might just say like this is who I use. So whatever there's an affiliate in my profile. But like I do have to be like intentional about like how I go about choosing who I work with. Yeah just because there's not that many. Yeah. And so I think that like when I hear people talking about like becoming creators or influencers, I think we talk about like the creative aspects of it. But there's also like a lot of like the business side that I think like people either love or hate, but we don't talk about it like enough.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think that's also maybe the difference between like now that you said that between influencer and creator is like, the influencer really has to leverage their audience to, to really survive in yeah. a lot of cases versus a creator who doesn't. And yep. I feel like that's why maybe right now, if you were to ask me, I would say I'm more of a creator because I do have like a nine to five and another stream of income. So I'm not like fiending, right, mm-hmm. for a brand partnership in a way that like, maybe I would be like, oh, today I'm doing this brand and tomorrow I'm gonna do another because right. like you do need to check. So that's where i find it hard to be like i don't want to judge you know yeah. but because i understand you got to pay your bills right um but i think that's the hard challenge and what i respect about being an influencer is like is is that that business side that you have to be a part of and i feel like as a creator you don't have that pressure
0: yeah and you know? i certainly agree that i think like both of these people have like their own unique challenges what would you say like how, how, what would you say in terms of like? What are some of the ways that both like creators and influencers can like deal with their like unique challenges and what would you say like each of their challenges are?
1: <sighs> okay, I think as an influencer you have to like I think this is my social media manager hat is like definitely leverage your audience off of social media. Like mm. you should have an email list, like you should have Something that you're like offering your audience outside of social media. So if today TikTok is shut down because you yeah. know th- those conversations are happening, you have you might not get all those people who follow you on TikTok, but you have some other link to share. Yeah. They have some other way to follow you. You have some website. Like you should have something leverage of your own. Um, I think the challenge is yeah, I think like figuring out your streams of income yeah. um, for both really, but especially for an influencer and like being le- like. You know, your integrity yeah. right a- along those lines and then i think the other challenge is also always having to be front-facing yeah you know i think everyone now is talking about burnout social media burnout like i experienced it too you yeah. know so it's like finding that balance between you know working and like being like i don't want to be on social today yeah. and I guess, showing up as yourself, you know, yeah. on the good and the bad days. Like, I don't know if I could do that. Like, yeah. you
0: know, that's like really admirable. 1,000%. I like got to this weird phase where I just felt like I was so sick of ads. Like, it just felt like everywhere I was turning, there was like an ad. And it wasn't even <laughs> like the ad where it's like, oh, this is like enjoyable to watch. It was mm-hmm. like cringeworthy ads. <laughs> and a lot of them had like influences in them. And I kind of felt like I had been like, shortchanged a little bit like <laughs> mm. i like you as like an influencer creator person yeah and i trust you and you're working with like this crappy product or this brand that maybe i don't like and yeah. it makes me like value you less mm-hmm. and so i think a lot of the ways that like influencers have gone about like securing their partnerships and choosing who they work with I'm hoping like creators can avoid and so part of what I wanted to ask is like there is uh, a huge podcast network that I love which is ABF Collective which you partnered with Uh for your podcast and so I wanted to ask you about that like how did that come about Mm -hmm. like how did that start and what was that
1: yeah I mean Anthony Frazier is the CEO and probably when I was living in New York I went to like It was before Afrotech. It was another like kind of Afrotech like conference that Mm -hmm. I went to. And he was like a panelist. And he said this quote that I'm always like, this is like my quote for life. Mm -hmm. Like he's like, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to put rims on it, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, I love that, right? Because it's like, yes, you can have your own restaurant. There's millions of restaurants, but you can make it your own. It's kind of like that whole special sauce thing pretty much, you know? And I love that saying. And I remember I like followed him and was just like kind of, Following him online engaging with his stuff kind of like how I met y'all and that kind of just blossomed and then he had the ABF network and he reached out to me I think it was like last year or something because they were like Adding people to their network and he was like we would like to talk to you and I was like, okay I would like some help like (laughs) I'm a one-woman show help me Um, and We had a conversation with that, but it wasn't it wasn't aligned because they were just opening an office Mm. so they weren't gonna be able to like support me in that way and then I think they just found that their lane is like children podcast like they are killing it like they got a webby award like they are killing it in the children. and i'm like that makes sense children podcast because you don't want your kid just like scrolling on the internet so if they could listen to something and they have like their african folklore um, podcast they have like an affirmations one i'm like i need an adult affirmation podcast (laughs) um and i think they do have some but i was like that's really nice Like where kids listen to that in the morning when they're getting ready with their parents you know so that's how that kind of and i would just like reach out to him randomly like i was like i'm gonna reach out to him kind of like how i did y'all i was like okay close mouths don't get fed and i was like all right and i just sent him an email and i was like i would love to talk to you because after that didn't go through we just kind of like disconnected but i was like i'm gonna still talk to him and like i was like i'd love to talk to you about pitching and so he's taught me a lot on like how to pitch to a network like you know other ideas that i have in the podcasting realm like what a deck looks like like really he's like my unofficial mentor if he's listening to this he'll be like girl what (laughs) um but yeah he like anytime i reach out he's like text or email he's always there so it's just really nice and like you were saying earlier like the podcast space and even influencing and creating space is so siloed. People don't yeah. talk about how much money they make or how to talk to people or share templates. So that's like one of those people who like shares with me and yeah. like has been really nice with like cultivating and even uplifting me. Cause I feel like, you know, you don't hear, you don't get a lot of feedback on yeah. your podcast and he's like, no, you're doing a good job. And I'm like, if you're a part of a network <laughs> right. and you're telling I'm doing a good job, I'm going to take that. <laughs> yeah,
0: He's such a genius. He's very kind and he's such an open book. And mm-hmm. I just like, I don't think people have even realized like all the things he's doing and just how amazing they are. Um, yeah. So I love that. Um, I, like before we wrap, I just want to like ask you one last question. Mm-hmm. And um, I see this sort of like uh, like. You, when i look at you mm-hmm. your personality is i don't even want to say outgoing because that doesn't do this justice oh but you just have <laughs> this like spirit to like reach out to people when you mm-hmm, need stuff just mm-hmm. like i mean you reached out to us like you reached out to anthony and yeah. it's like i'm grateful you've done that because like I, i'm yeah. happy for this relationship but even with anthony you just like shared how that ended up like helping you mm-hmm. like what is one advice you have for like podcasters just in terms of like affirming them to feel comfortable reaching out to people or I, I think oftentimes people feel like they're bothering people mm-hmm. or they're scared they might get rejected but what what how do you think about sort of like partnering with people and reaching out to people
1: yeah I mean I'll preface this by being like I am not like this is a new found <laughs> Toya, you know, um, and I'm not perfect at it. But I think I, I saw this like recent I'll share it with you all when I when we get off. But like I saw this recent like real or TikTok or something. And a girl had shared a study about how like um a study, ha- a survey has showed that like a lot of people don't think people like them, like even their own mm. friends. And they're always wrong. Like their friends like them more than they think. Or wow. like a person that they mm. met likes them more than they think. Like it was like a survey done. And I was like, oh, and I was like I like took that to heart. And I was like, yeah. okay, so like maybe I'm reaching out to people and I'm like, oh, I'm being annoying or like whatever. And it's like, no, actually they like you more than you think. Yeah. Or like they need help. You know, you're volunteering an idea. That's why I approached you all the way that I approached you. I'm like, I'm going to make this as easy as possible. like. Yeah. I have an idea like you know what I'm saying like this is an opportunity you're allowing me to come on here so I want to be like over I want to overextend myself and like do the things that I need to do to make your lives easier and to show up and like make it sound good yeah. so I think just like I don't know I do this thing where I just like count down I don't know if y'all know Mel Robbins. she's like this white yeah okay yes. this like white motivational woman like I like listen to her podcast all the time and she has this theory of like counting down the five mm. second rule so a lot of times I just do that like I'm like all right, I'm gonna send this email and I'm like five four three two one sends like and I'm just like I'm not gonna think about it no more, you know? Like yeah. I just try to pull the trigger and like kind of the, the other saying that I was saying that my friend shared with me, like close mouths don't get fed. So it's like you're already at a no, yeah. right? So it's like if I send this email to Ash and Lloyd and they say no, I'm still at square one. Like right, you know right, what I mean? Right. And that's fine. And also trying not to take it personal because I'm like also I know you guys are moving, right? So it's like sometimes I send things and I try just not to take it personal if it's a yes. Or, I mean, obviously, so yes, I'm excited. But if it's a no, I'm like, I don't know what's going on with their lives. Like, maybe yeah. they're busy. Yeah. Like, even with, like, ABF, I could have been like, oh, they said no to me. But it's like, I still cultivate that relationship. And then because I stay in contact them, they're like, okay, do you want to do this limited series for Black History Month? Right. And I was like, yeah. So it was like a new opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think just trying, like, think about your hunger more than, like your rejection you know rejection is hard though but like and i've like also have sent multiple emails to people like following up i'm like i'm just gonna send another (laughs) one like it's two weeks let's (laughs) try it again you know and i think i was like talking to my therapist and i was like i think i'm just sick of myself like i'm sick of just like not doing the things or like being hesitant or not sending the email like i'm sick of it like i'm sick of myself like i just want to try harder and like mindset is the most important thing and i think that's like what i'm trying to do at least now with like Everything, just trying to put my goal first before yeah. my ego and my pride. I love mm. that. Thank you That's so much. That's the sound bite. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs>